the Ohio Valley. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, saying a little sunshine song. Well, I don't know if there's sunshine outside or not. Forecast calls for a sunny day, warm high in the 60s today. Rain comes in over the next couple of days and maybe some light snow on Thursday. But I'm not sure if it's sunny outside now or not. Uh, Bob, did you look outside to check and see if it's uh, sunny outside yet? No, I didn't do that. <laughs> Bob, what, what's wrong with your voice there, Bob? <laughs> it is sunny out. It is it sunny is, out. Yes, it's, right. Lola, it's Bob, really Bob has absconded, yes. s- slipped away into the night. Well, the day, I guess. The day, And yes. Lola is here with us this morning. How are you this morning? It is chilly in here. Really? <laughs> what a staggering I, piece of information for those of us who are here every morning to learn. Crawled out of a nice warm bed with little amimals keeping me all nice and toasty yeah, warm. warming you up? <laughs> then I come in here. You, you didn't bring them in with you to, to like to swaddle around you or anything? I should have. Yeah. They would have. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's going to be a beautiful day. It really the, is. The temperature's been all over the place just this morning. Right now, 44 within Ohio County Airport, 43 at the Highlands, 38 in my backyard in Elm Grove. And right now, at least last I checked, 38 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. But we have gone here at the studios. <laughs> in the studio. From 31 to 37, down to 32, now back to 38. I don't know what the temperature is. It's just chilly. In here, it's even less than that, I'm yes, sure. It's, yes, uh, yes. It is. It's it, just chilly. It, it, you is, know. it definitely is chilly. Need a little jacket. Yeah. And it's going to be front. 90. It could be 90 in Dallas today. Really? This you, is February. <laughs> well, it, well let's, remember last year, we had 80 degrees in February at one day. I mean, there was one 80-degree day in February last year. It, I don't know if it was last year. I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before. Um where we had that really long, drawn-out, warm yes. spell, yes. and all the little tulips came up, and and then we had a, more snow and frost, or you know, and freezing. They all went away. Yes, and then everything was screwed up. Yeah, all the orchards because the apple trees and all those trees didn't know what to do, and yeah, and I'm afraid that's what's going to happen this year too. My wife was pointing out uh, in our little front yard. Um, so, oh, look, the crocuses are coming up, and there was something else that's coming up. So, oh, look, you know, we're seeing some, you know, they're being, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at the forecast. We're going down to the 30s in snow on Thursday. I know. You know, hello, crocus. Goodbye, little crocus. <laughs> it's been nice to see you. <laughs> your life was your life was short. I you guess. better get their little blankies out and yeah. put it over them. Can we get a crocus? Is there a crocus blanket of some kind? Is we could we could develop one. I bet we would sell a, a bunch I, of them. I think we'd probably make a fortune yeah, if we could I just just so. make them. Hey, listen, I want to. Uh, we have cookies in here. You want some cookies? Mm. They're all in here. I, I, I will get some chocolate chip and molasses. <gasps> I haven't had molasses cookies I, in so long. That's exactly what I said. Randy Chamberlain's wife made them. Randy was our guest last hour, and he brought these for us. And I said the same thing. My wife used to make molasses cookies, but we haven't had any for a long time. No, I know. Do you know what Pfeffernus cookies are? What they are? 
Pfefferness? I don't no, think so. Then no, you don't. It's it's a, a German cookie. You get them at Christmas time, and they look like little white snowballs. But when you bite into oh, okay. them, okay, I know what you're talking about. I haven't heard, never heard that name. But, but they've okay. got pepper in them. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I love those. You things. love But them? you can't find those anywhere anymore either. Well, my wife brought in some uh, hot chocolate for Bob and I and Randy earlier, and I hate to put her on the spot, but since she was here, I said, well, honey, Randy's wife made some uh, molasses cookies. Oh, she said, well, good. I hope you enjoy them. <laughs> Maybe you could remember the days you used to make molasses cookies, too. I don't I wonder know. if they're hard. I mean, I, I haven't. These are, my wife's cookies are, are, are molasses cookies are very flat Mm-hmm. Thin cookies. Those are this, poofy. These are a little poofy. Yeah, uh, I think there's chocolate chips in the cookie. There's a chocolate chip cookie or two here, and there's molasses with chocolate chips in them. So. Okay. Feel free to come get what you want. I certainly will. Uh, I certainly <laughs> Try and keep me out of them. I certainly have been enjoying. I've been enjoying them. I wanted to do a segment here, and I don't think I have time now before Mayor Elliott, who soon will be U.S. Democratic candidate Elliott, uh, comes in to join us. I wanted to do a story, Lola, Phil Kavler, the columnist in the Charleston Gazette, took a look at some of the things the legislature has done this past year. (laughs) And his theme was, and I wrote about this a bit on Facebook, it seems as if for this legislature, the cruelty is the point. Mm -hmm. The issue is, how cruel can we be? How harmful can we be? How much can we make the people's lives work? You think people get elected to make people's lives better. But this session especially, the cruelty seems to be the point. It, that seems to be a national trend. I mean, everywhere you look, it's more restrictions, more restrictions. Um, I don't understand it. Yeah, you'd think they were hired to do a job to make everyone's lives better and the, the, the best example is what's going on right now today in Charleston. Now, keep in mind, last week or two weeks ago, we learned 900 or more people in Weirton mm-hmm. laid off. 900 right. laid off. Last week at, um, I forget the name of the place, Armstrong, let's see if I can find it real quick, um, Allegheny Wood Products down in Grant County. Uh, they closed their doors. 600 more jobs lost there so 900 jobs lost at at um, up in Quirton. 900 jobs announced just last week to be lost at in grant county 1500 workers a minimum and go, are, are now going to go on the unemployment line so do you know what the legislature is doing today oh today tell me they're hey. cutting unemployment benefits 1500 of your constituents across the state have literally within the last two weeks been laid off, told they got to go home eventually and collect unemployment. And they are literally today talking about cutting the length of time that you can collect unemployment. So you collect it for fewer weeks and, and also talking about cutting the dollar amount that you can collect. Now, if that, isn't, if, 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 if that doesn't prove the cruelty is the point, I don't know what does. That's unbelievable. I mean, it, it's it's not just cutting unemployment benefits, but it, it is in in the shadow of fifteen hundred jobs being announced lost. Well, we don't want to help those people for heaven's sakes. I don't know what it is. Are they all union jobs? I don't know that. You know, is it just the anti-union thing? Uh, all I, right, I know about Weirton, but where is what? Allegheny what? Wood Products. Uh, it's in Grant County. 
Where's that? Uh, it's south. Uh, south. Yeah, it's, <laughs> everything is south. A little yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. Everything is south. Um, 600 there. And I don't know about the Allegheny Wood products, but I think the 900 was perhaps just a tip of the iceberg in Weirton. I mean, it could be, yeah. it, it could yeah. be bigger. So again, how do you do that? How do you look and look and say, we are, we have just, we're going to lose 1,500 jobs, and we're going to cut unemployment benefits. I, it, and then go to church on Sunday. Yeah, the cruelty is the point. All right, 917 here on the Watchdog Morning Show, U.S. Senate candidate. Hey, see how I changed that? I got to remember, he's no longer, he is not just Wheeling Mayor Glenn Elliott now, U.S. Senate candidate Glenn Elliott coming up with us next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Or maybe now. (laughs) Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Wednesday edition of the show, we'll take a look back at the Mounters basketball game with Kansas State in Morgantown. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire drops by. We'll take a look at the biggest stories in technology over the last seven days. And Tom Bragg joins me in studio at 5 o'clock to talk about the Marshall Thundering Herd and more. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, and our our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Most of us are faced with uncertainty every day. Your job, your finances, sporting events, schooling for your children, and so much more. With so much uncertainty surrounding you, there is one auto dealership that you can be certain about, and that's Doan Ford. You can be certain that you always get a great deal and the best service afterwards. Being in business for over 50 years has given Doan Ford the reputation of being a strong, reliable dealership. Be certain. Choose Doan Ford. Online at DoanFord.com. I'm not buying till I check Doan Ford. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Slam dunk. This is West Virginia basketball. NBA straightaway three. Listen to Tony Caridi all season long on your home for Mountaineer basketball. MSN, the Mountaineer Sports Network. I'm Deepak Kuda. I am from originally India. I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cath Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at St. as well. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. 
The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70 at the top of the hill, the Highlands. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Nine twenty-two, twenty-two after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. My next guest has been a frequent guest on this show, and for the past about seven years or so, I have always said, welcome to the program, Wheeling Mayor Glenn Elliott. Now, he is still Wheeling Mayor Glenn Elliott, but he also now is U.S. candidate for the Democratic nomination to the Senate, Glenn Elliott. And I asked Glenn to put the Senate hat on this morning so we could talk a bit about his campaign. Mr. Oh, I said Mr. Mayor. I got to get that. <laughs> Glenn, good morning, sir. Good morning, Mr. Monroe. Good to have you here this morning. So, um, kind of a generic. How's the campaign going? Have you have you changed your mind? Have you changed your mind yet? <laughs> the campaign's been great. You know, I'm definitely um, a little bit of a of a late start, uh, considering I didn't get into this race. You know, in January, um, but. Uh, one of my primary opponents has been in this since September, so that's a little bit head start. So I'm doing everything I can to get up to full speed. I got a, a team I'm putting in place, uh, really getting ready to do some travel here soon. And I've told my wife that I won't be in Wheeling very much between now and the primary. So, uh, uh, but it's so far it's been great. Your one of your biggest challenges is simply to get your name as well known elsewhere in the state as it is up here in the Northern Panhandle. Without a doubt. Uh, uh, once you go outside the um, the WTRF and WTOV viewing area, uh, my name recognition goes down pretty dramatically. So that's going to be a challenge. Um, you know, one of the um, um, you know one of the things I'm going to have to do is just you know be everywhere. Um, obviously, it takes a lot of money to get your name out too, and I'm doing all the can to raise money, but I have to get out and about. I've, I've I pledged to visit all 55 counties here uh, during the primary. Uh, you know that uh, travel was really ramping up, but I just got to get my name out there. Um, because you know it's it's a uh, it's a challenge when you get outside this uh, outside the Panhandle right now, and uh, you know that's where I'm going to be spending most of my time is down south and over east. What's your game plan? Because the reality is you're in a Democratic primary, so you need to first of all win yeah. that primary. Therefore, I would assume you've got to focus on Democratic voters. But the reality is you hope to get through the primary and then to be in a big fight for the actual Senate seat in the fall. So you've got to also reach out to. A broader constituency. What are some of the things you're thinking about? You are planning to do in the near future. Uh, uh, you know, we want to have. Um, you know, we're, uh, there's a couple parts to it. Well, first of all, my primary is kind of interesting because I have people uh, running. Really, I have two people uh, running in the primary. One is running uh, mostly to my left on issues, and the other one is Don Blankenship running mostly to my right. Well, who is running? We're not quite sure where, but yeah, okay. Well, yeah, it's safe to say he's. Um, you know. Uh, trying to appeal to the independents, I'm guessing, uh, you know, because independents can still choose which primary they want to vote in. Uh, 
um, you know, in West Virginia. So, you know, I have to appeal, um, you know, to a traditional Democrats. And, you know, at the same time, we have to be doing the best we can to open our appeal as a party to independents who have in recent years, you know, either fled the party, uh, become Republicans or gone and fought as independents. So, you know, look, um, you know, I'm not um, as I've been going through the issues, uh, you know, I'm pretty much going to have opinions on issues that are what they are. They're not going to change, you know, after the primary or whatever. I'm going to do everything I can uh, to help, you know, re-identify our party as the party of the working class, as the party of the underdog. I think that's something that we've kind of lost the perception of. Republicans have been very, very good at basically branding Democrats as the party of extremes, which, you know, based on your last segment or whatever, is kind of funny. <laughs> but, um, you know, they have done that. And um, I think this is something that, uh, for me, it's going to be uh, talking about issues that matter to people. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, the job layoffs we've always just seen. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, the state response hasn't been particularly terrific on that. We're very good at, you know, taking credit for all the uh, all the, the new, new economic development yeah. announcements. Uh, <laughs> we're not really seeing that when it comes to layoffs. We're doing the exact opposite thing, actually, actually cutting unemployment benefits. So, um, you know, I think on issue after issue, if we can just get down to the issues that matter to working people and, you know, get away from some of the all the all the red meat issues that seem to define the legislature every year and get people thinking about it. Um, you know, I think the campaign will pick up steam. Um, you know, I'm going to do what I can to have events everywhere. I'm going to talk to the uh, the Democratic uh, county uh, folks in every county that I can get in front of them. And uh, we'll see how things uh, go from there. It, it strikes me that a key thing for you, for all Democrats right now in West Virginia, yeah. is to get out and vote. I, I almost want to yeah. say it doesn't make sense who you vote for. We've got to get out the vote. We've got to get Democrats to go to the polls. Yeah. And it, it's it's kind of hard because you almost feel defeated in this state because, let's face it, we're a blood-red state. If you're bleeding blue, it's like, I don't know, what's the what's the shot? So you, getting people out is the critical thing. Yeah, getting people out and getting young people out. Uh, our voting numbers, you know, if you look at the age disparity, young people in West Virginia haven't been voting in great numbers, and we have to do a better job on that. I um, mean, that's something I'm spending a lot of time thinking about. You know, where have we... How have we have not inspired our our youngest people to get involved and interested in politics? Um, you have the same numbers that you know older folks are. So I uh, yeah, there's no path to victory for me if I can't you know engage with uh, folks across the age spectrum. And I mean I'm certainly going to be doing what I can on that. Um, but yeah, it, uh, getting people uh, uh, you know to not to see the Democratic Party as a party obsessed with a couple culture issues that you know Republicans brand us as, but instead as a party that all Ultimately, at the end of the day, is worried about bread and butter economic issues. Um, you know, this particular Senate seat that I'm running for has been held by a Democrat for you know 60, 70 years. It's been, it, in my opinion, it's uh, you know really outkicked its coverage in terms of what one Senate seat can actually uh, you know have the influence in the Senate. If you look at what Senator Byrd did and then what Senator Manchin's been able to do in the seat, there's been a lot of power exhaust, uh, you know um, uh, exhibited in this seat. I mean, this seat can be used for a lot of good. It can be used to uh, look out for working people in West Virginia, and it can be used to actually bring a lot of, uh, you know, uh, federal uh, projects and spending back to the state. But, you know, it's only going to happen if, um, you know, I can get people engaged in the campaign, if I can get younger folks engaged in particular, and if I can convince everyone else that the Democratic Party they read about or see about on cable, cable news is not the party that, 
Um, you know, I'm representing, I'm representing the party that is looking out for people who feel like they've been left behind in this state. You know, we continue to rank, uh, Howard, in every, everything you can measure. There's almost no exception to this on health, on education, income, workforce participation. We rank 48th, 49th, or 50th on everything. Um, so there should be a lot of frustrated voters out there, and I certainly hope that, uh, you know, we can put forth a message that appeals to them. Let's go back to the the uh, primary campaign. Uh, Zach Shrewsbury is one opponent, and he is significantly to the left of you. He is much more of a, I don't know what word I want to use, but he's significantly more to the left of you. You're more of a progressive moderate, maybe. I don't know if that's a phrase you'd like to use or not. Um, but, but, but yeah. I mean, there, there is a distinction, a policy distinction between the two of you. I can see that. How do you handle Don Blankenship? I mean, he is just, how do I say this politely? Well, he's a loon. Um, that's my opinion. You don't have to say that. But, I mean, how do you handle yeah. him? Well, again, I don't know the strategy or the, um, or, the, or the goal of him for being in this primer. I don't know him. Um, I, I've talked to some folks that know him. I, I expect that he sees an opportunity because there are, um, you know, based on some of the comments he made in his initial press release, I, I see a focus on, on some of the social issues. I think he had comments about trans kids or something in there, and I think that's where he sees an opportunity. Uh, but, but I'm not sure what the economic message is going to be. Um, you know, he is. He's called himself Trumpier than Trump. So uh, he is a, 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 a pretty hard conservative on a lot of economic issues. So I don't know what that message is going to be in the primary. Uh, but I do expect him to work, and I do expect him to be formidable. And one thing he has that I certainly don't is a lot of money sitting around that he can yeah. spend of his own. Um, well, and that's going to make anybody a factor in a political race. Well, let's talk about that. Um, I, I don't suppose you've done a lot of significant fundraising yet, although maybe you st- I'm sure you have started on that. Fundraising may all name recognition may be the biggest problem you've got to deal with up front. And fundraising is going to be a gigantic hurdle for you to get over. Democrat in this state? I don't know. No, it's, it's you know, I I definitely started, I started making those calls. I've kind of warned my friends, if you see my phone come up on your, uh, <laughs> up on your call, on your caller ID, you may not want to answer, but uh, no, it's, uh, the hardest thing is, is, is convincing folks that this is a seat that can be won, uh, because you read all the national news and they're writing the seat off, off as a guaranteed Republican seat. Um, um, you know, I don't. I certainly don't think that way. I I can see the polling. I can see uh, why folks might think that. But I think if you look at it, you know, uh, um, there's a lot of support uh, for traditional Democratic ideas. That like the challenge is 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 can the Democratic opponent actually voice those concerns and appeal to those concerns and get through a lot of the fuss? Uh, there's going to be so much noise. Um, you know, if I do make it to the general election, I'm going to be called a radical leftist, this or that. Um, and it's on me, uh, and the fundraiser, like I mentioned, but being to convince people um, that that's not what this campaign is about. Um, you know, we have to, um, you know, hopefully get to the point where it goes beyond name calling and it actually gets to issues. I think if you look at the most of the issues, there are, um, you know, the issues I think favor Democrats, at least economically. And this year, the issue of abortion, I think, is going to be much more relevant than it ever has because of the yes. Dobbs decision. So right. there are issues that do favor Democratic uh, candidates. Uh, but Republicans are, as a general, better at politics. I'll give them that. And they're going to definitely try to paint uh, whoever the nominee is as the extremist. Um, 
And so for me to raise funds, A, I have to convince people that this is a race I can win. And then if I do raise those funds, you know, I have to make sure the message is one that cuts through a lot of what's going to be a bunch of noise. Have you talked with the Democratic National Committee? And I'm, I, my guess is what they have said is we're going to wait and see how this shakes out to see whether you can show enough support or not. But what kind of feedback are you getting from the National Democrats? Uh, basically just, um, you know, uh, 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 look, you know, they try to do their best to stay neutral in the primary scenario. You know, the message I've, I've got from them is, you know, show us that this is a race that uh, that you can make comp- uh, competitive. Show us that you can raise money and we'll do whatever we can to get the National Party interested in this race. You know, obviously, if Senator Manchin were going to be the nominee, uh, this would have been one of their highlight, right. uh, you know, focus races. Um with him out, I think they're going to sit back and wait and let me or whoever is the nominee prove that we can actually do this. Um, you know, I, I, I so it's going to be on me to convince them that this is a race that can't be won. Um, but, you know, I do expect them to pay attention to this race. Look, you know, this race could be the dispositive race in who wins the Senate uh, next year. Oh, absolutely. The Senate. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, you know, if I do get past the primary, which, again, I'm not taking it for granted, but if I do, um, it's, it's going to be on me to make you know sure that the national party is interested in this race, and uh, you know, that can open up the door for fundraising as well when people see what's at stake. I, I said at the beginning, uh, you know, for the last seven years, I introduced you as Wheeling Mayor Glenn Elliott, and you still are Wheeling Mayor Glenn Elliott, but you're not going to really have a lot of time to focus on your mayor duties. Am I right about that? Um, you know, uh, we're at the point now where you know council was. Everyone's kind of focused on their own political futures on council a little bit as well. You know, we're right. still uh, working on a couple big projects, but it's not a period of time where we're uh, with only four months left in council where we're really, you know, uh, running forward with a lot of new initiatives. We're trying to get some stuff done we've been working on. Um, you know, I'll probably miss a couple council meetings going forward, but nothing where my vote would be critical on anything. Um, you know, I'm still talking to staff every day. I'm talking to members of council. Um, you know, we're at a point now where I think we all know kind of what – what the issues are we want to finish up with. We have a couple of projects we want to get done. Uh, I think those are going to get done before this council leaves, and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that happens. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, we're getting ready to that point where someone else is going to be stepping in my shoes, and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, what perhaps in the sense we say I'm kind of looking forward to stepping away a little bit from it. Is, you know, where it goes. I think we've done I mean, a lot of good here the last seven and a half years on city council, and I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where it goes from here. I'm certainly hoping we continue along the same direction. Though. All right, Glenn, I appreciate your time this morning. What I'd like to do uh, when you uh, have some time uh, after you get off and running through the state and doing some things is uh, we'll get together and talk about some of the specific issues you think are important at the national level. We kind of talk generically here, but uh, we'll get together and talk more policy next time around. Appreciate your time this morning, though. Wish you well. Safe travels as you visit around the state. 55 counties, that's a pretty you've, – you've set yourself a big goal, to be honest with you. So It's a big goal. In some counties, I've only driven, like, driven, I driven a few years ago, so it's going to be an educational opportunity for me. But I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thanks for your time today. We'll talk to you again soon. Uh, thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. Wheeling Mayor Glenn Elliott, now U.S. Senate, U.S. candidate for the U.S. Uh, for the Democratic nomination of the U.S. Senate. That's what I'm trying to say uh, this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, we're going back to Charleston in a minute or two. Amelia Nicely writes for West Virginia Watch, and she's been covering this story about uh, arming the teachers in the classroom. And the legislature is saying, and if you are a school system and you don't like it, too bad on you. We'll talk about that coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 
Good Monday morning, everyone. I'm Tither Long with your 7 News headlines on this February the 26th. Starting in Hancock County this morning, if you're planning to drive over the Jennings-Randolph Bridge, you might run into some delays this week. Officials with the WVDOH say a portion of U.S. Route 30, both east and westbound lanes on the Jennings-Randolph Bridge, will be reduced to one lane beginning this Wednesday and continuing through Sunday, March 31st. The lane restrictions are necessary for bridge maintenance. Drivers are being reminded to reduce speed and expect delays. Now over to Harrison County, 7 News is your local election headquarters. There's talk of a new levy that could help support the growing services of the health department. The commission has given the green light to a resolution for extra funding, but this is just the beginning. Next, the county auditor needs to certify it, and then it's off to the Board of Elections. The commission members believe this increase is crucial to keep the current services running smoothly. Now officials hope to have the levy on the November ballot. Euphoric Donuts had a fantastic start, selling out during their soft launch. The buzz is building as more people are stopping by, all leading up to the grand opening on March 10th. You can treat yourself to some unique flavors like Biscoff cookie butter, raspberry cheesecake, and the timeless classic, Glaze, of course. Cameron Mitchell, the proud owner, is soaking up the learning experience and is excited about the future of his gourmet donut shop. From 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. on March 10th, Euphoric Donuts will have their ribbon-cutting ceremony, giveaways, and special flavor donuts will be featured at the grand opening. It's an event you do not want to miss. And Wheeling Heritage and the YWCA had a cool invite for you this weekend to join them in celebration of rhythm and rhyme. They hosted a hip-hop, a black tie affair, a nod to the vibrant creativity that MCs and DJs have been sparking for almost half a century. That was a look at your headlines. Have a marvelous Monday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, Choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind, knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Judge Ron Wilson was born and raised his family here in West Virginia. He is the most experienced judge in our mountain state. During his years serving the citizens of Hancock, Brook, and Ohio counties, Judge Wilson was selected to sit on the Supreme Court, was voted Judge of the Year, and was selected in 2023 for judicial excellence. Let's keep Judge Ron Wilson. I'm Judge Ron Wilson, and I respectfully ask for your vote. Paid for by the committee to keep Ron Wilson judge. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine.
940, 20 to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show, 48 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 43 at the Highlands, 40 in Elm Grove, and about 40 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Sunny and warm today, high in the 60s, nice day today. Temperature stays in the 60s for much of the week, but we get rain coming in tomorrow and Wednesday. Maybe some light snow on Thursday. Temps will drop to the 30s on Thursday, back up to the 50s and sunshine on Friday. That's what you have to look forward to. Uh, You're not supposed to send personal messages out over the radio, Alola, but I have a personal message to my last guest and my guest last hour, Randy Chamberlain. Randy, I think you left your cell phone here in the studio. (laughs) Yes, we would call and tell you, but But, uh, you left your phone here in the studio. It would just ring right here, and so that would be of no value. So I do want to remind you of that. Also, talking to Mayor Elliott, uh, Mayor Elliott, Democratic candidate for the Senate Elliott in the last segment, uh, I meant to ask him about and mention uh, Glenn is going to be actually speaking at the White House this week. He's uh, been invited to a, uh, a forum on communities in action, building a better Tennessee, West Virginia, and Kentucky. And he and a number of other elected officials around those regions will all be at the White House to meet with people, talk about things, and also to share some of their thoughts. So, Congratulations, it, it Glenn. Him, you, know, you know, if you're going to start running for the Senate— that's a that's a good, good. venue in which yep. to be to be seen and to make some friends. And Glenn, I'll bet some of them have money, <laughs> so maybe you could ask about that yeah. while you're, while you're there. <laughs> well, I was talking much of the uh, day today about um, Phil Kabler's column this weekend, where he said the cruelty is the point of much of the legislature in West Virginia, and I concur with that. I've been really concerned about a lot of stuff that's going on in the legislature. So I want to get a late, the latest legislative update, and I invited Amelia Nicely to join us. She is from West Virginia Watch, one of the great online newspapers we have here in the Mountain State. Amelia, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Um, I didn't. I, I wanted to talk about the arming teachers, but um, are, have you been following this unemployment business they're, t- they're talking about in the Senate, I think, when the Finance Committee is talking about trimming unemployment? I don't know if you have any info on that or not. Um, I have been following it. My coworker Lori Kersey uh, did the Lord's work and worked on Saturday and covered it for us. But um, it's going to limit the number of unemployment people. I'm sorry, unemployment benefits people can receive based on our unemployment rate, is, which is probably going to cut it down to 12 weeks at this point. As I understand it, it would perhaps reduce the number of weeks available and maybe reduce the rate of unemployment you would get as well, which I offer the comment, you don't need to do that because you're a reporter, not a commentator, but (laughs) it is is staggering to me that within the past two weeks, we've had over 1,500 jobs lost, 1,500 layoffs announced in Weirton, down in Grant County, and within two weeks, they're talking about cutting unemployment when we have 1,500 people or more going on the unemployment line. I find that just staggering to me uh it's, yeah and i think it's worth noting there are still potential cuts to emergency food benefits yes and also we haven't gotten any child care bills across the finish line so they've received little traction so when you think about these 1500 people including parents looking for work it, it definitely creates something that needs to be watched and there was a huge flurry of publicity at the beginning of the session, Governor Justice talked about child care. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the legislators talked about the need to get child care bills passed. But as you point out, I'm, I, if I am wrong, please correct me. I don't think anything has been done on the child care issue at all. 
No, not at all. A couple of the bills made it through one committee, but they haven't been on the House floor for a vote. I That's actually what I'm working into today because I, uh, like you, was seeing all that publicity. I wrote several stories. I was told this was a priority. This was the first thing that the governor was aboard with. So here we are with two weeks to go, and I'll be looking at that today, what happens to the bills. And we're getting close to crossover day, are we not? Yes, yes. For the listeners, that sounds that sounds like a really technical thing, but uh, <laughs> come crossover day, if any bill that's going to be passed in its entirety must be passed by one or the other of the houses, the House or the Senate. So mm-hmm. if there's going to be a child care bill, one of the bodies have to pass it by crossover day. Yeah, which means we need to start seeing that today. So we'll see what happens, but I already put in an interview request with Speaker Hanshaw this morning. I'll look for that today. Well, you covered last week the hearing in the House on, um, I think it was a hearing or the debate, I maybe I should say, over arming teachers, allowing teachers to request the right to carry a concealed weapon in the classroom. Now, yeah. I, I, it, I believe it's not requiring them, but, but allowing those who choose to, to request the right to carry concealed weapons in the classroom. Uh, that was a pretty hefty debate, a lot of argument about that. I, I think, uh, I know our own local delegate, Sean Fluarty, I don't know if it was on the floor or in one of the interviews up here, he called it the kindergarten carry bill, which I thought was yeah. kind, of a, kind of a clever name. But that was that was a pretty feisty debate they had. It was, and I think, I mean, anytime you see gun legislation through the legislature, it tends to have a lot of people stand up and speak who may not speak otherwise on the floor typically. But the day of the debate, it was actually amended to, and this amendment passed, that local school boards won't be able to turn down a teacher's request. And so I think that really added to the debate because now you're stripping away that local control. You're correct that teachers don't have to, but, um, you know, last week I talked to people in Montegalia County. They don't want this bill I talked to even for school board. They said we're not. This is not what we're interested in because they can afford school resource officers. But now, should a teacher come to them and say, do this, they have no legal right to put it down. And so that really added to I think the tension of that debate. Yeah, I I, I have real problems with arming teachers in the classroom. Period. Uh, that's a philosophical issue that maybe someday I'll get into with with you or the other folks on the air. But 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 but. If it is a decision that the legislature wants to allow, okay, I disagree with that, but they can allow it. But then they went one step further and told the individual school districts, you may not prevent it if you don't like it in the cl- in your classroom. Too bad for you. Yeah. Well, I think what stood out to me about this bill, having covered schools in West Virginia for the last couple of years, also we have unfunded safety um, from schools, metal detectors, and other types of resources that they would love to have. There's also also more investments in mental health. And the feeling is kind of, well, we can't afford those things, or those aren't a priority right now. So in order to bolster school safety, let's go the route of Army. And, you know, again, in my mind, it only creates more danger in the classroom, but that's, that's there's a philosophical <laughs> argument there. I, I think I'm on the right side of that, but there is a philosophical argument that, you know, it's the good guy with the gun argument, I guess. Uh, where does this stand? The House passed it, is that correct? Yeah, so it's it's in the Senate awaiting consideration. We'll see what happens to it there. 
I know that's not necessarily your particular bailiwick over in the Senate, but what's what's the feeling, or what are your fellow reporters saying? Uh, is the Senate leaning that way as well? Do you know? You know, I don't really know. I don't want to speculate. I will say I feel confident in saying I'm not sure it's a sale-through type of bill. Right. But we'll see. Uh, and also the the addition, the amendment that 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 foreclosed the schools from having a right to control their own classrooms in this issue, that may complicate matters in the Senate. I, I'm thinking out loud, and I have no idea. Senators may may be willing to go along with the idea of, of allowing armed teachers if they choose to, but I don't know if they'll go along with the, um, you know, the, the forbidding the school system to, to, to prohibit that. I just, I don't know. Yeah, and I think the other thing that might trip it up in there is it didn't come with funding, but it has a training requirement. So right. somewhere, somewhere spend money, the Senate hasn't been too keen on signing off on spend money. So that might give it some pause in there as well. Well, I think Sean Fleury suggested uh, if we're going to do this, for those who are going to carry the guns in the classroom, give them additional money for the training. But that didn't pass either. So uh, <laughs> that, didn't <break> it. <laughs> that didn't. I'm going to be looking forward to I'm going to be watching for your story very closely on this child care business, um, because this has been a big concern of mine actually for a couple of years. And I know you have been particularly involved in this whole issue of child care and child yeah. issues. And it is amazing yeah. to me the things that we have gotten done in this session and the things we've totally ignored, child care being one of them. So I'm uh, yeah. looking forward to seeing what you have to write about that at West Virginia Watch uh, later on today. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll touch base again sometime before the session is over and talk about things that uh, that didn't get done, because I think that's a big story here. I think undone bill, undone issues is a pretty big deal. We can talk about what they have yeah. done, what haven't they done that they should have done. We'll talk about that maybe sometime, if that's okay, okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I mean, i got to run. I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for joining me. Have yourself a great day. I look forward to reading your, uh, business, your, your columns and commentary at westvirginiawatch.com. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, Amelia Nicely is with West Virginia Watch. It's one of the online newspapers. WestVirginiaWatch.com is where you will find them. And um, uh, she covered the story about arming the teachers in the classroom last week. Uh, I love, you got to love Sean Fluherty. Um, he calls it the kindergarten carry bill. I, I think that's just that's just so so Sean, you know. Yes, it is. <laughs> Leave it to Sean to come up with some clever retort back to just about everything that comes out of Charleston. <laughs> We've got a break to do. Am I correct, Lola? Yes. Let's do that, and then Bob Westfall's coming up next. Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host from Metro News Hotline. Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that will keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. It's good to have options when choosing health coverage for your family, your employees, and your company. 
You want to plan with people you know, like the Health Plan, known for exceptional local customer service, and are headquartered right here in West Virginia. We are families, we are businesses, and we are all moving forward together. We are here for you. The Health Plan. Millions plan for retirement online. Estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, and manage your benefits all from the comfort of your home. And give yourself the freedom to do what you want offline. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Sports Map Radio is on all night long. Tune in to get up to the minute sports coverage on FM 98.1, AM 1600. We, we are the Watchdog. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. With Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Bob Slider had to slip out this morning. Lola Miller is here with us. And uh, Lola, I very seldom hear singing coming from the other side of the uh, of the window when, when Bob is around. But you seem to be singing along with the bumper music this morning. Well, that that happens to be one of my most favorite artists. Oh, really? It's Jimmy Buffett, uh, yes. Can't do, can't do yes. any better than Jimmy, I agree. Let's go to the Big 7, WTRF-TV, and it's time to talk to Bob Westfall. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Howard. Do you know Jimmy Buffett? I'm told is one of my favorite concerts I've ever seen. You, 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 yeah, well, I, you were told he was one of your favorite concerts? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you, Bob. I've been told the I, same I, thing I, about I, me. I, I believe I understand what you all are, are saying there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep, so I'm at uh, Star Lake, uh, yep. uh, not Star Lake, uh, Blossom up in Cleveland. Oh, okay. Years and years ago. He was at Star Lake, too. Yeah. yeah a couple times. A couple times. I've seen him yeah. there a couple times. Um, how was your weekend, sir? Uh, mine was uh, interesting, but uh, it's over, and we're back to work. <laughs> interesting? Okay, all right. It was a strange weekend weather-wise. We had such a gorgeous spring-like day yesterday, uh, preceded yeah. by a snowy and icy Saturday. It was kind of a weird weekend. Yeah, yeah, and the, the ice and snow on Saturday uh, delayed some uh, basketball games uh, in Belmont County, uh, so little a uh, little more down here than there was up north where I live. And there was uh, there were quite a few accidents on Saturday morning, all because of ice. There was a lot of snow, but it wasn't the snow that was the problem. It was ice, I guess, really caused yeah. some serious uh, problems. All right, what are you working on today at the Big 7? All right, a few things we're working on today is we're going to talk to uh, WE Medicine on something uh, called Project Adam. Uh, it's... Uh, what they want to do is they're providing schools and community centers where kids play and things like that. 
with automated uh, defibrillators, uh, plus the education. Uh, so we're going to talk to uh, some of the crew there uh, exactly what they're hoping to do. I know uh, there was a huge push up here in Ohio County a few years ago uh, when a local athlete passed away. So a lot of the schools up here already have it. So it uh, looks like they want to expand it up here as well. So uh, I think that's a great story. Uh, also going to talk to, uh, they're also uh, raising money uh, in Hancock County for special ed classrooms up there. Uh, so we're going to talk to the school and New Cumberland Fire Department about what they're doing. It basically, it's a T-shirt fundraiser, similar to what Wheeling Fire does every year for breast cancer. So we've got mm-hmm. that. Uh, a couple criminal cases. Will Bradley is a Hancock County embezzlement case. Uh, we'll have details on that. Uh, and Timothy Bradley is the one in Belmont County assaulted his handyman, uh, was using the castle law. Uh, he will be uh, sentenced today. So we have that. And then, of course, uh, you know, watching the weather. Uh, uh, just a travel thing, too. I want to bring that up real quick. Uh, Route 2 between uh, Sistersville and Payton City. That area down there, Buds, uh, Rockslide, ah. uh, is uh, is closed. Uh, no real uh, timetable yet from DOH on when that's going to reopen. So uh, uh, besides that and some beautiful weather today, that's kind of what we're working on. All right. People can check things out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5.30, the region-wide show, always at WTRF.com, the award-winning website, and put Channel 7 in your pocket with the uh, Storm Tracker 7 app and the TV7 News app on your phone. Preferably set for push notifications, so uh, when something happens, you'll be among the first to know about it. Bob, I appreciate it, sir. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Well, we didn't get much of a chance to talk this morning. I always enjoy having you drop by because we get a different perspective sometimes, you and I, than Bob and I do. But yes. yeah, but uh, it was good to have you in for a brief period of time. Thank you for helping uh, Bob do you know, whatever he's got to do. You never know with him. He's, he's out flying around someplace. Don't. I don't. I don't ask. I, t- I just. You. You see. You know. You've learned, and that's yes. wise. That is very, very wise. We've got each other's back. Yes, that's all. That's all. We <laughs> take. Take it. Have you enjoyed the cookies? Did you try the cookies yet? No, I haven't. I'm gonna pick out on them. Yeah, they're in good. In my I'm office. You, cookies. I just finished mine. Mm-mm, they were good. Thanks to uh, Randy Chamberlain's uh, wife. All right, that's it. I gotta say, sayonara. See you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Farewell. I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. Kercheville has the calm coming up next on statewide talk line, and then uh, Bob and I will. Be, oh, I assume Bob will be back. Bob and I will be back tomorrow morning at seven o'clock for another go round of this big gig. Until then, have yourself a great day. See you Tuesday. Sa-